Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And we're talking about The O.C. Yeah, which is a good teen drama show. Yeah, <laughs> which we've decided is a, <laughs> yeah. good, is a good one. Yeah, we yeah. have been talking a lot about, like... Young adults. Yeah, like media for and adults, art yeah. for young adults Yeah, over the past couple of days. And we decided The O.C.? It's good. Yeah, it, it'd, it'd be one that'd be fine with, like, you know, uh, young adult watching. But it also transfers well to adult adult watching. Yeah. Like us. <laughs> We're mid-aged adults. Adul- Not adult. to be confused with middle-aged ad- adults. We're, like, mid-aged. Yeah, yeah adult adults. Adult adults. Oh, I got it. We're adults. Like, you know, yeah, adults. Adult adults. Guys, you just need to know it's... I know we talk about the weather a lot, but it's very hot outside, yes. and the weather outside is smoke. It's hot, It's hot, and when you look at the weather report, it says one word, and that word is smoke. Smoke is the weather. The weather, the weather is smoke. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> when I drove to work today, I could not see downtown. Yeah, you look off in the horizons and just like, ah, everything ends there. It's bizarre because it looks like there should be storm clouds coming in, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's just smoke. It's like we live in a horror movie. Yeah. yeah the smoke of. monsters, they're coming. Especially at night when the smoke mixes with the fog. Yeah. And smoke fog. <sighs> or I guess, not smog. Smog is something different. Smog is something different. It's not smoke fog. A smoke fog. Yeah. Could but you... It... <laughs> folk? <laughs> folk is also a thing. Folk is also a thing. There's, it's, just, it's just smoke fog. Smoke fog. Smoke fog. I had a a bad experience today as I was getting home from uh, my job. Yes. Uh, where I was ambushed by a man who wanted to sell me smart homes. And you were like, I don't own a home. Well, exactly what he, like he, so he started off his whole thing. I, I should start from the beginning. I pulled up the car to the back of my house because we park on a pad yeah parking pad he was behind your house he was he was at the houses across from us oh which have their front doors and and back doors yeah well those houses have, have a front door and a back door and they're both the same really yeah they have two doors and one is front Though and one he, is back he did but make a very interesting choice to be definitely in the back of our houses yeah, he chose to go down an alley yeah it's def- it, it is an alleyway like when i was doing census work i went the other side because that looks more like the front of a house yeah Anyway, uh, the point is, is that I was ambushed by this, uh, this very nice man um, who wanted to sell me smart home stuff, and I uh, panicked. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and so he's, you know, because I, I, I showed the bare sound of, invert, of um, interest, and he started, like, going through his stuff. I'm like, here, I should, I should let you know something. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm very interested in smart homes, which is true. I am. Right. I love the ability. I love the thought of being able to control a home with a phone. Right. Uh, but, I'm, but also... I have no money. I can literally not afford this. <laughs> I I just can't. And he was like, yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, we the way we do it is on a plan. Of, it's not uh, this thing is like a is like a dollar fifty a day. Is like you can afford that? I'm like over a year. That's over five hundred dollars. You're so like I no, cannot. No, and like like no. I mean like I don't even really have like a good job. I deliver pizza. <laughs> So like, I'm effectively unemployed. I told him I was like, I'm effectively unemployed, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, "Oh, so you're looking? So maybe you might be looking for work?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, 
Oh no! And then he was like, "Cause like, cause you know, I could get you. Like, you could be part of like the team. Like, I need to talk to my uh, uh my my uh, my lead. I think I can't remember lead. Yeah, lead. I need to talk to my lead to see if like you know, because we're, like, we're always like, oh, you always got to be recruiting people. And I'm like, oh no, Kevin, you walked into a multi level marketing scheme. <sighs> I mean, but I know who. I know what the company is. I actually know of the the company. Okay. I don't want to say it, but I know of the company. Um. And they're one of the companies that does smart home stuff. It's the sales rep ladder is the thing, what it is. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, beans, no. You would not be a good sales rep. No, I would not want – because I don't want to interrupt people during their day. And you also don't care about the things that other people do. Mm, that's true. <laughs> uh, that's very, very much – it's very, very true. Uh, but it's like – but – Okay, long story short, at the end of the conversation, I have his number, he has my number. Maybe and, you have a job. And, I, and I'm like, uh, I mean, maybe I'll call you. Maybe maybe <laughs> I, like, I gotta think about it still, but he's like, oh no, you gotta like call me uh, like, like, tonight or this weekend. I'm like, oh, I gotta think I'm doing this weekend. And I was like, I, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, I gotta think about it, I gotta think about it. And I just like, I gotta get out of this, because <laughs> every single time I try to get out of that conversation... He just was like, oh, yeah, now you're looking for work. <laughs> oh, I can address anything you could say. Like, oh, no, no, man, I'm dying. And you're like, the weather outside is smoke. <laughs> I need to go it's inside. True. We were standing at the back, and it was very hot, and it was very smoky. And I was like, I want to go inside my house where it is a little bit cooler. You know whose house is not a little bit cooler? Yours. My house. Because my roommate has never once touched the blinds. <laughs> not once. I go away for a week and everything is exactly the same as it is when I return. Well, blinds are scary, I guess. But today, she had a friend over for eggs. <laughs> and they sat in the kitchen. Yeah. And they ate eggs. And they opened the blinds. And then she did not close them when she left. I'm... Almost certain that is less weird than you're making it out to be. She's never touched the blinds. And today, today when it was 36 degrees Celsius, she left the blinds open. Yeah. The house is so hot. Yeah. Fortunately, a lot of time I spent is down in the basement with a fan just pointed straight at my face. Yeah. And then when I came home from my fitness class, she was in her room with the door closed upstairs. And I was like, it's so hot. Yeah. I was like, should I knock on her door and be like, excuse me? You can come downstairs where it's cooler. <laughs> no, I should not do that. That's a weird thing to do. <laughs> now, here's hoping that the hotel we're going to this weekend for the... This is this will go up after the conference, but we're recording it before the conference. We're going to a writing conference. We're staying in a hotel. Yeah. Here's hoping that hotel is going to be air-conditioned. It will for sure be air-conditioned, I mean, for I mean, it is a hotel. Yes, but I don't know our room will be refrigerated. Uh, but oh, I just mean like when you're like in the conference room, when you're in the rooms with the people, yeah. like I'm, and when all those body heats getting all up together, I'm just hoping that that place just cranks them down. Like, like, yeah, we, just just refrigerate those rooms. Trust me, the people will warm them up. It's true. If you're well, listening to this hotel, I'm adequately prepared with two N95 masks that we can put on our faces to avoid breathing in the smoke. Cool. My work gave them to me because they were concerned about me concerned. in the smoke. Oh, that's nice. Nice of them. Asthma. An N95 mask. Yeah, they also found me an air purifier. I don't know What's where. What's an, an N95 mask? It's like a mask that you put on when there's like an outbreak of infectious disease that can be inhaled at the hospital. Okay, so but so it's like a doctor mask. Well, yeah, it's like um, you know when you see the people in like the Chinese airport and they're all wearing masks. Those are okay. I just think those are doctor masks. Those are sterile yeah. masks. Yeah, those are N95 masks. Oh, all I think of them is doctor masks. The masks that doctors wear so they don't breathe on your appendix. Exactly. 
We can have them. We can. I have them in my bag. Well, we're hot and it's sweaty, but let's talk about uh, The O.C. now. So this is The O.C. Season 2, Episode 10, The Accomplice. The Accomplice. Great news. In the O.C., it's not hot. The boys are all wearing jackets. And they're walking. It's always somewhat hot there. And Zach's wearing some sweet wide-legged cargo pants. Yeah, Zach's, Zach's, got, uh, Zach's got some 2004 going on. And this scene is so 2004 because they're talking about Alex and they're talking about Seth. And they're talking about maybe how Alex and Seth can have some sweet menage a trois action because uh, she uh, likes girls. And Ryan's like, let's not have that works. Ryan's like, can we not be in the year 2004? My favorite thing is, like, I don't know. Are me and Alex going out? Are we not going out? And if we are going out, can I like parlay this into something else? And Zach's like, oh, I didn't think about that. And Ryan's just like, that's not really how it works, but sure. Hey, guys, the word woke <laughs> won't come out for like 14 years, but like be more woke. It's like, I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then they get to... That milkshake place, which I guess is a, a place they've been to a few times. Isn't that the place where Ryan used to work? Is it? The, is that the the shrimp place? I thought it was. I thought it was the milkshake place that um. Yeah, it is. But I thought that was also the place where Ryan used to work. <laughs> I don't like the idea <laughs> that you have a place that sells both seafood and milkshakes. I know that that doesn't mean that one has to be bad, but for some reason in my mind, the concept of a place that is like, hey. Come here and get a whole bunch of seafood-based food. And also, chocolate milkshake. And Kevin, their milkshake brings all the shrimps to the yard. And they're like... <laughs> exactly. Whatever sound shrimps make. <laughs> shrimps definitely make that sound. Shrimps definitely make sound in general. It's true. Anyway, they're at the milkshake place. Then Summer crashes. Then Lindsay crashes. And then Seth's like... <laughs> Womp, womp. It's very unclear to me because it almost feels like Seth, like Summer, discovered them, right? Yeah, but then why is but Lindsay there? Why did Lindsay there? also get there? <laughs> did like, what, what did Ryan just invite his girlfriend and not tell anyone? Yeah, what happened here? Because eventually Seth's like, "Well, I gotta go and get you know get what I want." Also, this is a school day. I don't know what school days are. What school days aren't anymore. Yeah, maybe the school day thing is a different day. I don't know. God, I have no idea. Anyway, you know how we also can't tell what day it is? Because Sandy doesn't have a job. So he's hanging out at home, reading what we think is personal ads. But it turns out he's trying to find ads for office space for rent. I think he just found a really sketchy ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's... he And the way, well, the way he's trying to find office space for rent, he's trying to find guest houses that he could convert into offices. And Kirsten's like, that's insane. Rent an office in an office building, dummy. He's like, this is crazy. Psych isn't going to come out for at least another decade. Exactly. Yeah, the, the, the you rent a house on the beach and do a business out of there. That's, that's not... That's, that's, a, that's not a thing yet, Sandy. Yet. You can't pilot it. You're um, not that cool. No, Magnum P.I., he was out of a mansion, I think. That oh, was, that was a long time ago. It was. That's, that's We took a moment there thinking about Magnum P.I., I guess. <laughs> okay, so um, hilarious hijinks. Sandy would like to use the realtor that Jimmy used. Kirsten's but, like, I'm definitely coming with you. Hey, I'm confused, though. Wasn't Kirsten the realtor that Jimmy used against Bachelor Pad? Wasn't the entire fact that the reason he got such a good deal is because the because Kirsten helped him? Well, didn't he have another crappy place first? 
Maybe Sandy wants. Is to that use, what he's use, referring to? Maybe Sandy wants to use the person who helped him find a crappy place. Well, the, well, because the only bachelor pad I could think of was his awesome one. I think he had another place lined up, and then Kristen was like, "Nope," the, which is maybe why she's coming with because she's like. I fix this for Jimmy. I'm going to fix this for you, well, Sandy. It's well, such a subtle thing. And that was so long ago that all I could think of was like, I thought Kirsten was his. She did. She gave him a rental property that yeah. her company owned. Yeah. So I guess he did have one, but he did not have that for long. And the only bachelor pad I think of is either. I don't think Jimmy moved into the other place. I think he just described it. And Kirsten was like, no, I'm going to get you a place with room for Marissa. That is such like a deep cut from the OC to do for its own show. And like, they... hey, remember this one throwaway line that really connected Jimmy and Kirsten? <laughs> We're doing <laughs> We're it. We're doing it again. So anyway, Kirsten's going to come with such hijinks. Meanwhile... All at the same time. This is all happening at the same time. Maybe. Maybe. Marissa is spiking her OJ and dancing around to music. Yeah, Marissa day drinks. In her lingerie. Yeah, she day drinks in her nightie. And Caleb walks in and is like, Why aren't you at school? I heard the music. And then she's like, Why aren't you at work? And I'm like, Well, Caleb has a job? Like, Caleb does not have a job. Caleb's retired. Yeah, Caleb was under investigation for crimes. And then he retired himself. He cannot have a job again, right? That was the thing. The thing was, he did not have a job. But it turns out he does have a job because Julie is doing research in in Europe. Europe. For her terrible magazine. So Caleb has just like wild and child his way into being CEO again. Which, which we all, which as Marissa points out, and we all sort of know, she's spa hopping. Mm-hmm. Which feels like embezzlement. Because you yeah. know she's doing it with the company money. Is she going to write articles about it? I hope Julie Cooper writes articles about all of these spas in Europe. Yeah, for her Newport Living magazine. They'll be riddled with spelling errors and grammatical inaccuracies. Yeah, and, pe- and people will be like, this has nothing to do with Newport. This has this is just Julie took a trip to... And Julie will be like, it has to do with me, and I am Newport. It's true. The first, the first cover is just a giant picture of her face. I hate this magazine so much. Everything we learn about it is worse. It's so bad. But Marissa says she's sick and gives the barest minimum of effort to upkeep it. And then Caleb is like, oh, well, I'll send my physician over this afternoon to do a checkup. <laughs> We're just like, no, Don't do that. And he's like, well, I'm going to go to work, but I'll be in my office if you need me. (laughs) And she goes, I'm going to sleep all day. So if you call me, I probably won't answer. He's like, oh, oh, all right. But he's suspicious. he shakes her hand, I guess. (laughs) He feels like someone who shakes his children's hand. (laughs) It's true. He hasn't had children for a very long time. Oh, he has so many children now, Aaron. That's the premise of this episode. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. All right, so he, like, barely walks out the door, and all of a sudden Marissa is calling Alex so they can hang out. They hang out every day. For the past week, I guess. Also, Jody's still there? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, Alex's ex, definitely not an ex, is still there. Alex is definitely not broken up with this girl. Yeah, it's making it even more uh, more clear how, like, really jerky she was to, to Seth. Seth was her side piece. Yep. Yeah. Her nerdy, awkward side piece. But while she's talking on the phone to Marissa, she thinks it's Marissa at the door. Nah, it's Seth. Hijinks occur. It's 
Alex Alex gives the throws a little bit shade at Seth and then a little bit shade at Jody and, and then, then Jody, Jody t- warps in next to her. Jody has been standing behind Alex this entire time, just, just with the shower running out. in the background. <laughs> yes, because Seth thinks like someone in the shower, and then two lines later, Jody is out of the shower in a towel, standing at the front door with her hair done up. Being like, what's wrong with Jody? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with Jody? Other than the fact that I leave the shower running while I'm not in it, I want to make sure it's hot first. I understand this is California and we're in a drought. <laughs> I run the shower for 10 minutes and make sure it's the perfect temperature before I get in. What's wrong with Jody? <laughs> what's wrong with Jody? <laughs> and Alex doesn't really answer anything. She just says, I'm going back to bed. And then Jody goes outside and throws a, a six pack, one of those six pack plastics, into the sea. Yeah. What's wrong with Jody? I think fossil fuels are the future. And Seth's just like, Jody, you want to get breakfast? <laughs> Jody does not want to get breakfast. She does not want to get breakfast. I don't know why I decided all of a sudden that Jody is like the worst, <laughs> the worst environment, like anti environmentalist. <laughs> well, we don't know a lot about her. She's really a Mary Sue. <laughs> the, so, op- well, the opposite of a Mary Sue. So we Sue. decided to make her a bad Mary Sue. Yeah. Also, we found out that Alex doesn't do relationships, which is crazy, because if this episode is anything to go by, she has been dating Jody for a three long, years. Yeah, they are one of those, like, off and on. Couples. Like, yeah, couples. Also, Bad couples. Alex still remains to be 25. They keep trying to sell us that she's 17. She's not 17. Yeah, every time we picture anything she's doing, trying to picture a 17-year-old doing it, all of a sudden it makes it, like... Insane. Insane. Her... Yeah, like, oh, no, I don't – no, I'm 17. I don't do relationships. I'm the manager of this bar. I'm 17. She calls it a club at one point. It's true. So I don't – I hate Alex. I don't know. Yeah, Alex is kind of getting to be bad. She be was bad. fine when we first met her. I, then they then they gave Marissa to her. And as soon as Marissa <laughs> becomes a part of a storyline. Then, then they're like, all right, Alex, we're going to try something with you and Marissa. And all of a sudden Alex is like, I am bad. <laughs> <laughs> we so well to make to make Marissa <laughs> fall for her, she has to be the worst. She just has to be bad. <laughs> okay, so then Ryan and Lindsay are in not the class that they take together. Volcano class. Are all their classes together now? <laughs> They're in volcano class, Aaron. Well, volcano class is taught by a woman, whereas other science class was taught by a man. Yeah, with the, yeah, with the sitcom teacher. Yeah, physics. Have they replaced sitcom teacher with this woman because <laughs> she knows about volcanoes? But you don't learn about volcanoes in physics. <laughs> Here the fi- look. I don't really know physics. What I do know is volcanoes. So well, I'm substitute teaching you. We're gonna learn about volcanoes. Now, despite the fact I think this is the crux of the scene, it's not. Actually, Lindsay is trying to get the details on Caleb. She's like, tell me so much about Caleb. And Ryan's like, I don't like him. Yeah, Ryan brings up a point that we haven't seen in, that I don't know if it ever was a thing. We haven't seen it forever. Caleb thinks that Ryan is just there to get the Cohen's money. Which I remember. Yeah, I remember that for a long time Mm. ago. I guess it's because those two don't really get scenes together But it's still there, but we just don't know. (laughs) I think it was like, hold on, he was adopted by your daughter. And you're like, ah, he's there for the money. Like, it's like Kirsten picked him. What are you? <laughs> what? That's what? Also, Caleb, he lives in the pool house and he only owns wife beaters. He owns no other shirts. <laughs> no one's spending money on that kid. Yeah, that kid is refusing to refusing to take money. He only has a cell phone because Seth threw one at him once and refused to take it back. It's so it just 
It just makes Caleb... This episode just reminds me that Caleb, once again, is a real bad person. That he's like, oh, that kid got adopted. Uh, he just he just wants their money. He's running some sort of scam on them. Like, How dare he want love? Like, wh- Caleb, what? no, that's incorrect. <laughs> <sighs> he, he, he just wants love. Well... Meanwhile, this is all the same day, just later in the day. I yeah. <laughs> Sandy I and Kirsten go to see a first class dump that Sandy loves. It does look like the office from Psych. And it does look like Sandy Cohen. <laughs> yeah. And I thought the crux of the scene was going to be Kirsten just being real not supportive of Sandy. But actually, he gets a phone call, and there's a new storyline for the second third of this season. Yeah, he gets a call from Max, his law professor. And he's like, what? Oh, you want to meet? Yes. Oh, come to my office. <laughs> every, Ooh, we every, can talk about that thing. Every conversation between Sandy and Max is full of them, like, <laughs> playing the pronoun game and being, like, very elusive about things that we learn in very clear detail later. Such detail. But yeah, so he gets a phone call. He decides it's spur of the moment he's going to buy that uh, that bad... He's going to buy that surf shack. <laughs> that bad office. And it's going to be a law office. <laughs> it's going to be... And it's a, once again, very sandy law office. He can surf every morning and then do the law. And he'll do the law well. He's going to follow the justice. Uh, okay. So then we come back to the school. Still the same day. Still the same day. <laughs> Summer and Zach day. are getting coffee. And Seth is sitting on a couch being a real sad sack. And also, occasionally, like, he's drawing, he's clearly drawing something, but he sometimes gives the look like, I don't know, he just smelled something bad. I don't know what it is. He's, like, drawing out, he's just like, ugh. It's his uh, look what of is sorrow. He, he just thinks about Alex. He thinks about Jody throwing that six-pack into the ocean. He's like, oh, <laughs> It's so bad for the, that, that kills turtles. Come on. Oh, it's so sad. So sad. Okay, so, um... Summer sends Zach over to essentially, like... Find out what's wrong. And what Zach does is go be Seth's friend. <laughs> and he gets super excited, because it turns out Seth is a really good sketcher. Yeah. Which we've never learned before. Art. No, we, no, we know he's an artist. He painted the... the oh, that's right, yeah. he painted the mural. We know he's an artist. Just the show, for some reason... Has forgotten. Forgotten that he's a really good artist. Like, that mural he painted on Marissa's wall is insanely good. That's true. Yeah. So he is, uh, he's drawing comic characters. Yeah. They're kind of summer, kind of him, kind of, you know. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, he's drawing, like, sort of people. Well, this one, he's clearly drawing Alex. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, but Zach's like, oh, man, that's awesome. You should do comic books. And then Summer comes over and she's like, Seth, you were sad. I got you a double latte. And Zach's like, Seth's going to do comic books. <laughs> and Seth's like, what has happened in this conversation? I love how much Zach loves Seth. Mm-hmm. Like, he... <laughs> he loves Seth more than Luke loved Ryan. Yeah, much like how Ryan was, is, or is uh, Seth's dad, Seth is... Or, uh, Zach is Seth's brother. It's true. He's like, oh, man, you're awesome. You're doing, you're doing your stuff. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. gonna have such a future. You don't need girls. You have a future. Unlike... Luke, who just wanted to kiss Ryan so much. So much. He Zach, loved Ryan Zach so much. Zach just wants the best for Seth. It's so it's sweet. So, so awesome. And Summer, in this entire episode, is going to just be real bad. She's just real perplexed. I mean, All she wanted was gossip. And now she has lost her boyfriend to Seth Cohen again. Yeah, but she's pretty aggressively 
bad. You know, she just keeps thinking that she and Zach are okay, and then Seth Cohen goes and steals her boyfriend. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. But we, <laughs> okay. instead, we uh, cut to where Alex is talking to Marissa. And she is, Jody, I guess, has left. Yeah, we do hear um, uh, Seth say that apparently she also kicked Jody out, which I guess means that Seth hung around for a little bit and he saw Jody get kicked out. Sat in the car and watched. <laughs> <laughs> Once Jody was done that shower where she lets it run for 15 minutes. Yeah. Then gets in the shower. And then she, for some reason, lets it run for 15 minutes. At, well, she's out of the shower drying off. She yeah. still has it run. It's she likes crazy. it to be steamy. It's good for her skin. <laughs> yeah. And that's why Alex kicked and her out. And then she got kicked out. She was like, you're a waste of water. Get out of here. Yeah. So we have Alex talking to Marissa at her house. And he's like, oh, Seth's going to be her friend. And Jody is gone. And then Alex becomes convinced that Jody stole her necklace. Yeah. I was really hoping that that would not be true. It seemed like something like, oh, no, definitely Jody stole her necklace. Yeah. Well, it kind of also seemed like an excuse. Because Marissa's like, we're going to go there. We're going to go to L.A. We're going to get it back. Yeah, but it it feels like the, like if, if Jody – Jody is, is put, out, put out to be really, really bad. And this sounds like something that she'd be like, oh, I'll steal her necklace because then she'll have to come and get it. And it's like a symbol. They bought the necklaces for each other and Jody kept on being like, well, you still wear yeah. your necklace, so you love me. Like, like they, they could have played Jody as real bad, like real Eddie, like yeah. abusive by being like, yeah, I steal her stuff, so she'll have to come get her stuff. And like when, later when we see them together, she has a frightening amount of control over Alex. Which, this is crazy because last episode, she was totally broken up with Alex yeah. and really wanted to meet Seth. Yeah, there's a real weird shift here. There, there's a few things in this episode that that feels like there was a huge retcon that happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, like, a short amount of time. But Marissa is doing... Well, Marissa stuff. Well, she's doing the um uh, unrequited love best friend thing where she's like, yeah, I'll help you so much. Don't worry, I'll be sick again tomorrow, and we'll go to L.A., and we'll get that. Yeah, because I can't go tonight, because Alex has to work. She never blows off work. Never. Never. Uh, Speaking of work. Caleb is at work, and he tries to check out. Hang on, what are the chances that Caleb just showed up and started moving around papers, and people are like, we should ask him to leave, and like, you ask him to leave. No, Julie's not there. He's like, excuse me, I'm the CEO in standing <laughs> so he just sits down just moving papers side to side he's <laughs> like i'm doing business i'm doing business things here i'm at a job doing business also doing things he also does some dad things he calls marissa he tries to check up on her he is very perturbed by the fact that she does not answer the phone yeah but that that quickly is forgotten because ryan arrives because ryan is gonna visit him about Lindsay. because no, Lindsay was like i don't really want, like hey if if they're, they both are of the mindset, like, hey, if they want a relationship, they'll talk to me. And Ryan's like, well, if one I know of one have... thing, Caleb never talks to anyone. Yeah, one of you has to take the lead on this. And Caleb apparently is holding on to the stupid ball this episode because he makes a real, like, bad comparison where where he he effectively, after Ryan, you know, says, like, hey, you should really, you know, be a dad, be a dad with your daughter. He's like... Yeah, well, maybe I have no relationship with my daughter, but your dad's in jail. And Ryan's like, like okay, okay, simmer down. <laughs> you could have also been in jail. In fact, you probably should be in jail. The only reason you're not in jail is because for some reason the DA picked the stupidest charge. Ryan's like, sometimes dads go to jail. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, but you're, you're not in jail, yeah, so be a dad? You're not in jail. <laughs> you, 
what what are point are you getting across? Yeah, my relationship with my dad is bad because he's in jail. But you have the chance for a better future. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, Caleb, what? where did you think that would go? Caleb <sighs> thought that if he said something mildly insulting, Ryan would just, like, scuttle off. It's true. But no, Ryan is ryan has too much logic in his head ryan is a dad he knows how dads work (laughs) you got to be a good dad like i am goodbye sir (laughs) i said good day and then he shakes his hand (laughs) so um we i am obsessed with how old kirsten and sandy are yeah so we find out it's been over 20 years since sandy graduated law school yes we also learn that sandy and max can only mean the middle of the night because it's all they'll ever meet throughout this episode it's true so that means that Sandy and Kirsten are like 46. Sandy could be older than Kirsten. Yeah, I think he is. But like still, yeah. big age gap between Kirsten and Haley. Yeah. I'm just obsessed. And just Lindsay. Obsessed. Uh, so anyway. The point of the scene is that Max comes in and we get more of this like weird pseudo talking because Max like, you have to find Rebecca. She has been seen since the accident and you were the love of her life. And we don't really learn much. We do learn that uh, he has had some strokes. Yep. Rebecca is his daughter. The doctors have told him to get his affairs in order. I will say he looks very good for a he's, man who's had a couple of strokes. Yeah, he's V healthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we, Rebecca's his daughter. She's been missing since the, the accident. accident. And she ran away to Canada 22 years ago. And she is Sandy's ex-girlfriend. I was like, what are the chances that it's Lindsay's mom? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> just, just everything. In this is so just like, oh, and your Lin- your 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 daughter is Lindsay's mom, which means that you're actually Lindsay's grandfather, which means that I'm your step. I'm your stepson. No, no, no. We're not related at all. Oh, good, 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 good. And he just didn't recognize her name because she dyed her hair red. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know she was Rebecca. Well, he didn't I mean, know. Well, I mean, until he said love of your life, I'm it like, oh, been. man, what if this is just someone else in the town? <laughs> <laughs> just keep revealing. Just like, like oh, Tur- turns out everyone in the OC is related to each other. The levels just go deeper and deeper. <laughs> so uh, back at the old homestead, Sandy at first is kind of vague with Kirsten. And I was like, oh, are we doing a dumb, dumb lie subplot? No, no. He no, just, no. He immediately comes clean. Yeah, he's just winding up the fact that he has to go to he has to go to a jail, talk to a guy, because he might know where Rebecca is. is. And Kirsten knows who Rebecca is. Kirsten knows the whole deal. Yeah. And we just learned that apparently she burned down a nuclear lab site. Yeah, which and should is, be in jail. Which is an insane, like, escalation. When they said the accident, I was like, I thought it was going like to be... Like a car accident. Yeah, it's something else. No, no, it is like treason. Yeah, so we do find out that Sandy used to be, like, a little bit of a wild child activist, but knew. not like Rebecca. Which we knew. We knew. Yeah. This is just, like, bringing it back around. So much information. Yeah, it's... it's the, it's real weird. It's real weird, <laughs> real and weird. it keeps being weird. So, um, still the same day. No, this no, ha- this is the next. This day. is the next day. Caleb comes into Marissa's room again because because he met Max la- that night, and then oh, he talked right. to her that morning. Yes. So uh, Caleb tries again. 
to be a dad to Marissa. <laughs> Marissa, you're still here, huh? Not going to school, huh? You look healthier. At this point, Marissa has give, decides not even to try. Well, and he's like, I called you a lot of times. I was pretty disappointed when you didn't pick up. And Marissa's just like, you're not a dad. You suck at being dad. I'm leaving. I go where I want. I'm not going to school. I'm sick. <clears throat> the amount of times in this scene where, some, where Caleb gets, like, lessons by proxy <laughs> is hilarious. And, like... <laughs> like, you, I can accept why later in this episode he is paranoid. Because the amount of times it's just some random person is like, you're a bad dad. Yeah, exactly. Do you think he was just walking down the street at some point and someone just, like, leans out the window? You're a bad dad! Yeah, because they all know. And then, then he hears, I know the song's about a father and son, but he just hears, Cats in the cradle with the silver spoon. <laughs> who's playing that song? Who's who's playing the female version of this song? It's in his office. He's like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> Poor Caleb. I'm mad at Marissa. Yeah. Yeah. Marissa, just because your dad moved to Japan or wherever he moved to, you don't get to spiral. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, Caleb's pretty terrible because he blackmailed you. But once again, you could have, like, he the blackmail was done. And now he is trying. When he blackmailed you, he thought he was doing a good thing. Yeah, let's be very clear. Caleb's a bad person. But Marissa's a worse person. <laughs> I hate her. Yeah. it's yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's a scene between Caleb and Marissa, two people who are just the worst. Just terrible. <sighs> Then we get a fun scene where uh, Seth, Zach, and Ryan are gonna make a comic book, but they don't know how to do it. Well, they're 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 trying to come up with ideas. My favorite thing is that Ryan starts out hesitant until the slightest interest hits him, and then he's all in. It's anyone he's like, "So what's your comic book about?" And they're like, "Oh, it's about no." And they're like, "You can make it autobiographical." Yeah, yeah. And then every single time they say something, Zach is like, "And he has powers." I wanted there to be powers. He's a Jewish kid with powers. With powers? Yeah. It could be that. And then I just, <laughs> the entire time Ryan's just like, you know, I was a superhero, right? You could like, just I, ask me. Like, I did this thing. But, I mean, I guess who cares about me? Like, I, there, the town had a superhero. Remember the OC? I, I can give you details fought, about how it actually works. The OC fought crime? I don't know who he was, but, you know, he seemed like a cool dude. I mean, I, I know some things about him. I, I, I can... I could maybe get an interview with, with him if you wanted to talk to him. Ew, so it will be a... Written interview. I'll write it down. I'll give you a, give a you give me an alleyway, or he'll give you a phone call. I can't be there though. Obviously, I got I got think I got Lindsay things to do. I got a girlfriend. This is sort of what I and then going forward, this is sort of what I meant by oh, Summer uh, is just not happy about. Yeah, this. Summer is like infuriated that Zach has passions outside her. Summer just doesn't like it when Zach likes nerd things. It goes against everything she knows about him. But she should <laughs> but she know knows. he's a nerd. Like, the the way that he met Seth is because he loves comic books. And it comes, it's like every single time it comes up, she blanks, like she blacks out and then wakes him like, sorry, you said something about water polo? You, you know she has rage blackouts, Kevin. Uh, yeah, but I didn't expect her to also just have blackouts where she just like, as soon as he's like, and I was just reading this comic book, boom. Sorry, were you saying something about sports? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing that she says is she's like, we're going to see a movie, and it won't be a comic book movie. And the Seth replies, yeah, comic book movies suck. I'm like, oh, that was 2004. Yes, comic, comic book, book movies, movies did suck. suck. Although I kind of liked X-Men 2. That was one with Nightcrawler. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair. And Zach surprised you didn't like X-Men 2. But, but this was before... Yeah. Iron Iron Man was 2008. That's true. And that was the big, like, comic book revival, really. Mm-hmm. It's a little too early. 
Little, yeah, a little too early for that. Anyway, they name uh, the Zack character Captain Brainstorm. Uh, n- no, that's Seth. Seth's character is Captain Brainstorm. I thought Zack was. No, because Seth's the main character. I thought they were doing a Zack. Oh, wow. No, it's Seth. Seth is Captain Brainstorm. And then we learn later he has a, a sidekick called Kid Chino. And Ryan does not comment on it. <laughs> He's like, this is so wrong. I'm the superhero. I was, I was the OC. I was a hero. But sure, Kid Chino, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, then uh, Summer drags Zack away. And I'm like, Summer, come on. Support your boyfriend's stuff. Like, he supports you in so much. Yeah. Yeah. He loves everything you and do. comic books are awesome. Mm-hmm. She didn't know. It, not that time. It was 2003. Yeah. There wasn't even the Buffy comic book series yet. And that's the moment. That's the moment where it all turned around. For girls, maybe. <laughs> I think for you. For Aaron Weir. For Aaron Weir, it was the Buffy comic book series. I have all of them. Girls have been reading like Marvel and DC since like they were made. Uh, I can't read those. The storylines are too confusing. Yes, that is a problem that they've been ha- trying to deal with forever. <laughs> yeah. Being like, hey, there's like 65... 65- Hundred thousand years of history into this. How do you pick the true storyline? You don't. They're all equally important and equally accurate. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, Kevin, I am drinking some that's so on brand for me. Okay. As our listeners know, the weather is smoke. It is. So I need something refreshing and crisp. And delicious. Obviously. So I am drinking a White Claw Hard Seltzer. Ooh. It is alcoholic sparkling water. Ooh. It is. Sparkling and alcoholic. Spiked sparkling water with a hint of natural lime. 100 calories. 5% alcohol. (laughs) Their um, copy is not very amusing. Uh Oh. But it's good. That's what matters. It's good. It is good. It only has two grams of sugar. Which is, like, pretty good for an alcohol beverage. Sure. I guess. Oh, it's so refreshing. Kevin, you must have some. Uh, I have my own refreshing stuff. Like what? Monster energy drink? That is so that I don't die. <laughs> the <laughs> weather is smoke. <laughs> and, the, and the energy drink keeps me alive long after my body should have fallen. Have fun this weekend at the running conference, Kevin. <laughs> I will. I will, too. And, guys, we did. So we get another scene with Caleb, once again, being taught by proxy to be a better dad. He is brooding, brooding, and then Kirsten comes in and essentially foists Lindsay's contact information upon him. Yeah, well, she writes it out and hands it to him. And then... Then we get the greatest moment of dramatic irony in the OC history... So, first of all, just a small sidebar. Lindsay has not thought to Google her dad prior to Ryan saying he's not a great guy yesterday. Also, she doesn't Google him. I think she uses, like, those things you when you go to the, the, the uh, library and you things that allow you to see... Uh, the microfiche. The microfiche. I think she uses microfiche. She says, she says on the Newport Weekly. But, like, it's 2003. Yeah, you Google's can Google him. <laughs> you can Google him. Anyway, she No, they do don't it. sleuthster either, though. They don't have Teen Sleuthster. No. But no. She, essentially she learns that Caleb is... A bad dude. Which I like to imagine there is, she, as she goes to the newspaper, there's an article that just says, is, uh, Caleb Nichols, just real bad. And she's like, oh. 
Like, she knew he was under investigation for crime. I know, but she didn't realize he was a bad dude until now. Well, like, she's like, oh, no, but that wasn't actually crime. That was just him paying off my mom to stay for silent me. for 16 years. Hmm. He could be a good guy. <laughs> he So he's not. And she's like, yeah. you know what? I don't need a life with him because he's a bad ring, ring, ring. <laughs> it's Caleb calling Lindsay. Yeah, but they're like, oh, no, maybe it's just the, it's a Newport group. It could be Kirsten. <laughs> the Ron's like, no, it's definitely Kirsten. Anyway, goodbye and leaves. And then it's Caleb. Of course it's Caleb. And he invites Lindsay. Now what cl- – okay, sidebar. Now what class are they in? <laughs> it's not volcano class. <laughs> and it's not physics. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It matters. Why can't they use the same classroom? Do you think they do that super annoying thing where they change their schedules to line up with each other? Yes. Mm. I hate it. Ryan didn't do it. Lindsay did it. Ryan was just surprised. <laughs> like, why are you in my architecture class? Why are you in my art class? Why are you Why are you in my house? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Caleb invited Lindsay to dinner, and she really wants Ryan to come. Yeah. Because, Ryan does not think it's a good idea. <laughs> which he's not entirely wrong about, but he's also can see why she need, she would want a buffer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she cannot bring her mom because that would be super weird. So And bad. she has no other friends. Her only friend is Ryan, as we know from last episode. That would be pretty awesome if she brought Seth. <laughs> <laughs> but Seth has other things. And she should bring Summer. And she can't – well, she can't bring Marissa because Marissa and Alex are off to L.A. They're driving. And right now, let me point out, daytime. It's daytime right yes. now. It's a long drive to L.A. No, it's not. I, for them, I guess. They take a few cycles, I guess. So we find out that Alex has been emancipated from her parents because they kicked her out and hated her when she was gay. Which is really weird because we, when we introduce her, she talks to her parents in a relatively civil way. And then she goes and visits them for Christmas. Yeah, this is what I mean by this episode does a few times where they definitely retcon the situation. Yeah. I guess I maybe now we're supposed to think she lied about that. But she was on the phone with her parents in front of Seth. No, no, that time. Oh. I mean for the Christmas. Oh. Maybe. Maybe. Supposed, she was but, visiting Jody. But no. Well, because I, I, she had all her friends. I think maybe she just didn't go. But the thing is, like, like in the episode, it made clear that, no, she went. She just came home early. And so why was she lying to Seth about going home for two weeks? Yeah, so now are we supposed to think that she completely lied about it? So is she just the worst girlfriend her, Seth has ever yeah, had? which makes her even just, like, the worst. Also in this conversation, Marissa does a weird thing where she's like, what does the butterfly mean? And for the life of me, I wanted Alex's reply to be like, I don't know, I like butterflies? But it turns out Alex was drunk. And she just got emancipated, and she wanted to write, Mom and Dad, you suck, but that was too long. <laughs> I don't know. This is the one I found at the store. You get a whole bunch of them. You just stick them on. I put it on every day. <laughs> you, see, you you haven't seen that? <laughs> no, it's a stick-on one. <sighs> yeah, also, I know. I, it's, 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 it's a weird car conversation. Also, Marissa clearly also wants to be emancipated. Yeah. Which is not going to work because her dad loves her. Yeah, her dad loves her too much and her mom will never occur. Well, she's just got to get her mom in a bad – because you know you know, Julie Cooper will rage sign anything. She just has to trick her. She'll be like, oh, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> Wait, no, you said trick her? Okay. So she's like, yeah, mom, this is a uh, – it's a – It's, it's a, a field trip form. Don't read it. I was more of thinking of – it would be like, yeah, mom, this is for like a, a photo shoot for Newport for your magazine. Yeah, you got to sign this for that magazine that you're doing. It's a photographer contract. Hey, Mom, you're kind of like a CEO, right? You sign things. 
Sign this. This is a business form. Mom, I'm really interested in being a CEO, and I want to see how a high-powered CEO woman signs a form. Here's a form. Sign it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Oh, my daughter being very, very... Very responsible. Wants to follow in her mother's footsteps. He's like, yeah, Mom, that's exactly it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know Jimmy Jimmy Gilbert will do it because he just... He just feels so guilty. He's like, I'll prove to you I'm a good dad by giving you up. (laughs) I'll prove I'm a good dad. That's exactly what he did, though. He's like, 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 Marissa, I'll prove I'm a good dad to you by leaving you forever. (laughs) That means I'm the best dad. That's what dads do, right? They leave their daughters alone. I have another daughter? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 no, he forgot about Caitlin. I didn't tell Caitlin I was moving to Hawaii. Uh, She's in Hawaii. Hawaii. I'm pretty sure it's not Hawaii. It's Hawaii. I don't think it's Hawaii. It's Hawaii. I don't think it's Hawaii. The yacht's in Hawaii. I think it's I think it's like Havana or he something. He definitely can't move to Havana. <laughs> They're Americans. He cannot move to Cuba. <laughs> no, that's why I think it's so weird. It's Hawaii. I thought it was in somewhere in the Caribbean. It's Hawaii. I refuse to accept it's Hawaii. It's Hawaii. It's gonna leave this right here. It's Maui. He moved to Maui. Hmm. Hmm. It's true. Anyway, uh, we get we <laughs> have a scene where Sandy visits Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, the, the door <laughs> opens and it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Before he was on Grey's this, Anatomy, this, before he was the Joker. This this the was comedian. a the what? Sorry, the what? The comedian. Yeah, uh, this was a year before Supernatural. This was before he was Dad Winchester. This was before he was uh, what's his face? The sweet, sweet, happy man on Grey's Anatomy who died. Let's be very clear. He's still Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He though. looks exactly the same as and, he has always and he looked. Has, he has that same, like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has a very, very clear acting, like, move he does, mm-hmm. which is to wiggle his head a little bit and be mm-hmm. like, oh, well, no, you don't, you, don't, you don't understand the situation that's going on here. That little smug thing with the growly voice. He's, it, so, he's so charming. He's so handsome. But you're also like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, he, he does sketchy low life well. But, like, endearing, handsome, sketchy low life. Anyway, there's a lot that they talk about in this scene that gives background. Like, I guess he also had feelings for Rebecca. And it's always been the two of them against yeah. they, each other. They didn't know that the custodian was in there when they burned the place down. I guess custodian died. And I guess he essentially took the fall for Rebecca. Yeah. But Kevin, she's dead. Which she's clearly not. She's definitely not dead. Because because how would he know? He's yeah, been in, he's jail, in jail, jail for 22 years. And, like, she's in Canada. Yeah. Where where does he get that information from? Where does he in jail get the information that she, someone who ran away into hiding, is dead? Yeah. And I don't know why Sandy went to him. So we could have Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. So we could have Jeff- Jeffrey Dean Morgan. We'll but, never have him again. But that goes right to um, uh, Sandy sitting, like, thinking, Morosely. Yeah. And then Kirsten comes in and really makes it about her. Yeah. We thought Kirsten was cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> essentially, so she she comes in, and he's, like, being like, oh, man, this is really, real weird. And she's like, oh, I don't, like, I can't believe it. And he's like, I can't either. And then he goes on and makes phone calls, and Kirsten's just like, he loves that girl. I'm like, no, like, no, no, he what? doesn't. He's helping out his old professor. His old professor is dying. And you know Sandy will always get to the bottom of everything. And I'm like, Kirsten, you lived next door to Jimmy Cooper. Who kissed you <laughs> not that long ago. And like, and 
but also in my head, I'm like, I know this is going to be a thing because the show is. Mm-hmm. But, but Kirsten, you you owe it to him to not just be like. And you know what Sandy did? Sandy became best friends with Jimmy Cooper. That's what he did. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, he he makes a call to um Vancouver. <laughs> to the city of Vancouver. He calls Vancouver. He goes, hello, Vancouver. I would like this person's phone number. <laughs> Vancouver, I need to know if someone is dead or not. So I need death certificate or some sickness papers. Give me this man's phone number. He'll help me. And Vancouver <laughs> says, okay. <laughs> Vancouver says nothing because it's a city of a, of, <laughs> it's a city with a greater area around it. It is a city of many millions. <laughs> Anyway. But anyway, he somehow gets the number of a man. Now it's nighttime. And Alex and Marissa arrive at Jody's, and Alex preps Marissa. Now, Jody's house is Alex's house. It is the same set. <laughs> On the inside? Yeah. Um, It's a little bit different because of the, the, the separate, like... It's th- like, they've like re... On the inside? Yeah. I guess, yeah. I didn't look, I wasn't looking anyway, at it closely. It's nighttime. Why is it dark? Now, Marissa, don't let Alex stay the night. <laughs> now, Jody, like, this is what I mean by, like, Jody's portrayed as she, she could have been portrayed as much more evil than she is. Because as soon as, as um, uh, Alex gets there, she's like, oh, I knew this would happen. Because she stole her necklace. Yeah. Like, she did it so she would come so there. So she would come to but L.A. Un- but unfortunately for her, she so did Marissa. She brought Marissa. <laughs> then we, we have a short scene where we find out that Ryan is Kid Chino. Yeah, Seth made Ryan to Kitchino, not knowing he's truly the OC. Ryan's like, I gotta go. I gotta go have dinner well, with your... Well, we, we also get the sketchbook that Seth made while he was in Portland, which is full of sketches of Summer as a superhero. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I was gonna show it to Zach. And Ryan's like, oh, no. Maybe, no, no, maybe no, you no. shouldn't. <laughs> like, don't. Don't do that. And you know that fear comes from Ryan being like, Oh, I know how this is going to go. Isn't being genre savvy. Yeah, it, he's lived in the OC for too long. Yeah, he's like, I know how this is going to happen. You can't do that. This That's going to take up like six episodes and it's going to be infuriating. And every episode will solve the same thing over and <laughs> over and over. And then I'll have to punch someone. I, I don't want to. I want to be an architect. I, I want to be an architect, Seth. Seth, I study now. I study, I don't fight. I don't punch things anymore, Seth. Later, maybe I'll go back to punching things again, but right now, I'm an architect. You're going to ruin this, Seth. I'm already upset because last episode I dove into the ocean. I can't go back, Seth. (laughs) I can't do it again. And then Seth's like, all right. Okay, okay, that sounds good. So, Jody sucks now. Yeah, she, she like, bugs Marissa a little bit. By, by like... like Claiming ownership and being like, well, you know, get ready. She's going to dump you next. And Marissa has a moment where it's like, oh, we're, we're not. We're, we're not. We're not. Oh, oh, my goodness. We're friends. <laughs> I can't believe you would think that. Wait, do, do you think like we also like we also like maybe like we might like good, look good together? <laughs> Shut up, Marissa. Like, oh, come on. And then as soon as as soon as Alex comes in there, Marissa proves that she's the worst by leaving the room. 
I mean, she does say I'm going to the bathroom, and then she immediately goes into Jody's room That's true. She, to she, do some snooping. Yeah, she knew what she was doing because because Alex comes back saying that she found all these all this stuff. Yeah, boots and clothes and things like that. And then Jody and Alex fight, and Jody's like, "But I want you to stay." And I'm just, I thought you guys broke up like forever ago. Well, it wasn't. It, it's this could have been played as so much darker than they decided to play it as because as soon as. Jody like puts on the soft voice and is like very much like that. Alex freezes up mm-hmm. and like yeah no she definitely would have stayed and she would not have said yes I'm going to stay but, but she, she just w- would have yeah because that's what Jody was doing and they did not they did not play it as dark as they could have which is a choice is a choice that they made. Uh, um, Alex is a garbage person, though, because Jody has clearly been dating her the entire time we've known Alex. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, she is a full-on garbage human being. Yeah, she it, – it's – it's it, she should have at least, like, let Seth know that her ex is, like, this because – she should have, when she started dating Seth, given some sort of indication that, like, oh, I have a messy stuff that's not tied up. Yeah. Like, like, I don't the, know if I'm ready to go into a relationship with someone. Any of the times where they were having, like... Relationship conversations? Yeah, or issues. You should have been like, look, you should know my, my baggage, my stuff like this. I've not actually said to yeah. my ex, we're broken yeah. up. Well, I actually think... I actually, after seeing Jody in this episode, I actually wanted to say that I think Alex... Did, but doesn't even believe it herself. I don't think she said anything. You don't think she ever said I think anything? she just moved. It's possible as well. Yeah. And she just, like, accepted it in her head, like, okay, that means we're broken up. Yeah. Yeah. I can also see that being the thing. Well, the point is that, that while this is going on, um, Marissa goes off and... She's doing some rummaging. Around, and then she comes back and is like, we need to go, uh, Alex. And then Jody's like, well, no, you take her Jeep and she can stay here. And Marissa's like, What? Do you want my girlfriend to stay with you? <laughs> and then Jody's like, okay. And then they, then and they go out. And then Alex is like, do do you think she bought it? Do you think it's like is that a thing that she could that she could believe that like, huh? It's funny. I didn't actually mean it, but like. And then Alex is like, oh yeah, she thought we were sleeping together last week. And I'm like, no, she did it. She thought she knew you and, and Seth, Seth were, were a couple. <laughs> And she never met Marissa. Yeah, what, what, Alex? I mean, Alex is just trying to full-on seduce Marissa. At this point, he's turning back around? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I just thought it was more of this episode, because this episode's done so much retconning, that I'm like, sure, whatever. I guess that's the thing that happens. I mean, Zach and Alex have more of a backstory than Marissa and Alex <laughs> at this point. <laughs> well, Marissa and Jody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Like, Marissa and Alex, yes. But, like, Joe – I mean, I guess there was the scene where Marissa was like, hey, God, change the toilet paper. Maybe the Jody, oh, was, Jody was like, they're going to go bang in that bathroom. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe Jody assumes that any time Alex is – Alone with someone, she's sleeping with them. Which, once again, proves that Jody is also a garbage person. They she, are both garbage people. She is just Lady Eddie. Though, yeah. once again, Lady Later Eddie. Not yeah, the Eddie that we saw. Not original Eddie. Not our sweet, sweet boy. <laughs> no, not the Eddie that we saw. The Eddie we heard about. But we're actually seeing her. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it turns out that Marissa stole not just Alex's necklace, both necklaces. And Alex gives one to one. Marissa. And I'm just like, okay, you both clearly are interested in each other. Just, just do it. Just make out in the car. 
and get it out of your system because you know yeah. as soon as marissa makes out with someone she's done <laughs> yeah yeah it'll be done she'll make out with you and then she'll be like my boyfriend well she might ryan <laughs> she might bring you around her mom a couple times just if, to make her mom mad oh yeah no she will don't get me wrong out she will definitely show you off to mom and be like hey mom look at this now i'm gay but then she'll be like my he's my boyfriend and he'll be like who ryan <laughs> what are you what is what is happening here <laughs> marissa it's been a year <laughs> My, Marissa, he's married now. But my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I'm gonna come on, make out in that Jeep. Jody will look out, and it'll be it'll be great. You'll show off to her anyway. But the, they're like, let's go home. But Marissa's like, no, let's stop somewhere first. And let's be clear, I really thought that was they were gonna stop someplace like to like and get get something going on there. But no, but nope, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll catch up on that later. Meanwhile, Zach is the best brother, and he loves Seth Strong so much. He's, everybody needs Zach in their life. He is so he is so, he is very very supportive without interjecting himself into the situation. However, he does look at Seth's drawings for so long that he is an hour late to pick up his girlfriend. That does suck. Yes. So Summer is fine. You know, maybe that's why Summer was so angry before. She just knew. She knew what was going to happen. I mean, maybe. It also feels like she just doesn't like that her her hot water polo boyfriend isn't only into cool, the, the coolest things. Could be both. Could be neither. Yeah. But but as soon as she sees the drawings, she's like, oh, these oh, are cool. These are actually is that, good. Is that Marissa? Hey, there's no drawings of me. <laughs> and then Seth's like, oh, I better go. You got to go do stuff. And then they abandon the room. And then it turns out that Summer left her purse in the room. So she goes back, but she knocks Captain Oates on the floor. And then she sees a secret notebook. Yeah, through a collision of events, she steals a book. Great. (laughs) (laughs) That's that. Really is what it is. She goes back up to a room, events happen, and she robs Seth. Meanwhile, in a crazy scene, Caleb talks about how he's been so busy at work that he couldn't have a relationship with his daughter. (laughs) By that he means, I've been so busy almost going to jail. He doesn't have a job. No, yeah. he just, Caleb, we all know you just go to the Newport group and move papers around. But that's okay. He's telling lies. And Lindsay is telling lies by omission because it never occurred to her when they sat down at a table for two that she should say, <laughs> Ryan is coming. Oh, right. No, there will be a third person here. Also, I'm not sure why Ryan... No, Ryan's late because he took the bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ryan has a car. But, but he, took, but he the, took the bus this time. We know that because... Lindsay drives <laughs> Lindsay him home. Lindsay drives him home. Well, Seth needs the car for a comic booking. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But Ryan arrives and he's dressed nights, but he is late. And then Caleb... Loses his GD mind. Yeah, he nearly is like, oh, you're after my money. You're shaking me down. Ugh. What do you want? You want money? You want a job? What do you want? Send a list of demands to my assistant. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Oh, I hate you, Caleb. Yep. I thought you would have gone through something when you almost went to jail. You didn't. You didn't. Caleb does not change. Things happen to him. Things happen around him. Yeah. Then he's like, oh, well, clearly I'm bulletproof. And everyone's after my money. Well, I mean, Julie is after his money, so he's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, but Julie doesn't quite realize yet she's after his money. That's true. (laughs) She keeps forgetting. Oh, Julie. Or maybe I love him. No, it's money, but love. No, it was a plot, but but mm, sometimes he's nice. Also money... But, but that picture. Ah, oh. I don't know. It was a castle. 
every time, think, every time <laughs> I think of Julie, I think of the scene where for her bachelorette party, strippers arrive and she loses her damn mind. It's true. And I like that is that was the purest moment of Julie Cooper. And so every single time she does anything else, I always just think of that. You scene. used to go back to that. Yeah. So uh, Sandy, meanwhile, this entire day where all these hijinks were happening, has just been calling Vancouver. Yep. Obsessively. Yep. Five to, times. Trying to find something, and Kirsten comes in and makes it a little bit about her. But then his phone rings, and he answers it, and she's sad. But it turns out that his friend, Vancouver, is on the phone. <laughs> and let, and, uh, and he, that Vancouver lets her know that there was... She, she that, is dead. That Rebecca Bloom... Maybe. Yeah, Rebecca Bloom, I think. Yeah, yeah. Max Bloom. Max, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, she's dead. She's dead. And at, and at that point, Kirsten's like, maybe I did overreact. She is dead after all. Sandy, I'm really sorry. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I have to walk off into the night and tell Max. And I'm like, Kirsten, wouldn't you be super broken up if Jimmy Cooper died? Yeah. Or if you didn't know if he was dead. And you've, like, felt like you betrayed him? Yeah. You'd be sad. Also, once again, trying to find... Also, dying dad, trying to find her. Yeah. Who was your mentor at law school? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get a few short scenes here. We get a scene where uh, Summer arrives home, I guess, after the movie and looks at all the drawings of herself. And she, and she loves like it. Them. I mean, people like seeing drawings of themselves as superheroes. That's it's not true. That's I, I would like. also like that. Uh, and then Lindsay and Ryan apologize they, to each other. Yeah, and neither of them seem particular. This was a very well written scene because we don't get the huge teen drama blow up. No, of like, oh, this is your fault. This is your fault. Is both like I don't know if Lindsay actually blames Ryan. It's a real Sandy and Kirsten scene where yeah. they're like, hey, we both played the situation wrong. Yeah. Well, L- L- Lindsay was like, I got my hopes up that he would be like real. Our good dad. and he's not and then she's like but i just wanted to ask him questions but i should have told him you were coming yeah and i maybe shouldn't have made you come yeah like i should have you know been with my dad and ryan was also like maybe i shouldn't have gone to him and told him to have a relationship with you yeah and they're both like yeah this is sad then ryan goes home um, Marissa got a tramp stamp. That's, that's, yep, yeah, that's what we learned. Well, I mean, first what we get is they walk into that room, and Marissa's like, oh, man, and she takes off her shirt immediately. And then she asks if she's bleeding. And then we learn that it's a stick-on tattoo. Yep. She got a stick-on tattoo. It kind of hurts. And then Caleb walks in, and he's like, dude, stop skipping school. And I'm like, dude, stop walking into rooms. I mean, he knocks first. Not this time. And That's because also- she's a bad. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, what is happening? I, I hate that I keep on walking in on this. Your mom left you alone for two days and now you have a tattoo. And then, of, <laughs> of course, because Caleb only learns by, by like, unattended proxy, Marissa's like, be a better dad. You're a garbage person. I'm leaving. And he's like, you're grounded. And she's like, no. No, I'm not. Bye. I mean, Marissa, I understand he blackmailed you, but, like, he is your dad. He is your stepdad. Your mom left him in charge. I don't know. Not that she also blackmailed her. It's it's a situation that I hate because I hate both of them. Also, she wouldn't listen to Julie, so. Yeah. I just, we're supposed to sympathize for her, and I don't. It, it's, it's, it, the problem with, 
her in this scene is that she existed in other scenes. That's true. Like, like we we know who she has been, which colors what this scene is. Well, the thing is, she has been lying and disrespecting Caleb and treating him like garbage for this entire episode. Yeah. So we can't be on her side. Yeah, like we yes we know that Caleb also also is a garbage person. It's 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 unfortunate because it's just a fight between two garbage people. But I think Caleb with is, Alex there as well. I think Caleb is less of a garbage person. I disagree. Remember when he just wanted to be retired? He didn't want to be retired though. He gave her money. Well, yes, but that's because he wanted to be left alone. Now he's trying to do it. He's trying to dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he's trying to dad the wrong person. The problem with Caleb is no one has ever loved Caleb for Caleb. People have only loved Caleb for his money. Yeah, which is true. And so he doesn't know how to, like, interact with humans without without money money. being involved. Like, he could not fathom a world where he could say, Marissa, please live with us. Yeah. So the only way he could interact with her was by using money. Which which would really be a cool thing for this show to delve into the fact that like Caleb literally does not know how to deal with people outside the idea of business Mm -hmm. which we see a little bit with Kirsten but they just haven't quite the problem is that they give him a few false starts they give him a few moments where it seems like oh this is him figuring something nope never mind never mind the show doesn't really want to give the adults storylines they want to give them a little bit of storyline yeah, I want the, but they, not enough. Well, they don't. Well, they yes, they sometimes falter when the when the adults have emotions. Yeah, which is weird. I don't know. It's complex. Well, on the, on the other hand, Summer breaks into Seth's house, and she gives him back the book. That's the only way I can understand how she got into that yeah, situation. There's no parents there. Nope. So she just it's just sort of like. I mean, we do know they don't lock the door. Caleb comments on it once. <laughs> like, that might be the same way how she got in last time as well. So I like how when they go to Summer's house, they can easily get past the mom. But when they go to the Cohen's house, they just walk. This is the same when they get to the, the, the pool house. It's an open door policy. No one – the Cohen's never know how many people are in their house. They have many children. When, when the census comes around and they're like, how many people live in the house? And they're like, I don't know, anywhere between four and nine and people are like, what? Depending on the day. How many minors? I don't know. Anywhere between Four two and nine. And nine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how many people are in this house right now? Hello. 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 Uh, it's Summer, Marissa, Lindsay. I don't know who that person is, but sure. Run them down as well. Hey, hey guys. Do you all live here? <laughs> I've been staying here for a while. Okay. Okay. Yeah, include them. All right. Yeah, yeah count them in there. Anyway, Summer goes to return the book. Seth is like, I'm sorry, it's really creepy. And she's like, no, it's good. Everyone likes drawings of themselves. Maybe don't show Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was Seth's idea. He's like, let's... I like how that's actually Ryan's idea. Yeah, it but just, Seth just appropriates neither, it. Neither Seth nor Summer at that moment had the thought in their head that they should They should maybe <laughs> keep it cool from... From Zach. I like he he redid a drawing of her without the mask on. Yeah. Yeah, because of course she wants, you know, her face. She wants her face. Also, I'm not sure what powers he gives her, but she has glowing hands. That Rage blackouts. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't want to hulk her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's cute. It's cool. Yeah. And I think Summer had the same sort of thought where it's just like, is a friend drawn? Yeah, stuff. I like it. Yeah. So um, then we have a really short scene where Sandy is in a restaurant. I think he's in the Arches. It's the only bar we ever hear about. He very sorrowfully calls the prof and they need to meet in the middle of the night. 
Yeah, which we which is it's just a very quick scene. We see that, and then we cut over to Seth and Ryan unwinding. Yeah, just doing some debriefing, which we don't need to delve into because we have. Yeah, yes, yeah. But with, then we go back to Sandy at the office. Once again, middle of the night is the only time Sandy and Max can meet. And Sandy's unpacking some stuff. I mean, he's moved in. He's yeah. moving into the office. And in walks Max. And then in walks Rebecca. Rebecca. I'm sorry, Rebecca looks rough. Kirsten looks much better for someone who's the same age. Yeah, I'm not very clear what age anybody is. It doesn't doesn't really matter. Rebecca's had a tough, murderous life. <laughs> Rebecca looks like someone who burned down a nuclear test lab that ran away to Canada. She sure does. She definitely didn't go to the good part of Canada either. She's like, I'll go to run away to Canada. And then she went off into the Kootenays and we're just like, you can go to like the city. No, no, she's hanging out with Wolverine in the Yukon. <laughs> it's like, you know there's like like parts there, of Canada that are cities, right? Like major you, metropolitan areas. You don't just have to run off into the wilderness. Like, I know we got a lot of wilderness. But you don't have to go there. Hey, uh, criminals out there. Canada's a really good place to run into. We got a lot of wilderness. So much wilderness. We, like we got, what is it? Like a kilometer per person. Yeah, our population is like a third of the size of the states, <laughs> and it's maybe all, a tenth. And, it, and we're bigger than the states. <laughs> and we're just all along we're, the border. We're all in the pl- in the point where it's like, all right, not too cold here. We're all <sighs> in the livable portion. Then when you go up north, it gets sparser and sparser and sparser till you get up to the territories. But somehow, three of our mom's siblings lived in the Yukon for 20 plus years. Good place to hide out. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic disappeared into the Canadian wilderness and hung out with Wolverine for decades upon decades, only to come back in its new form, drama? I did. And that moment was Sandy's first vague, dumb phone conversation with Max. (laughs) We did not need to see that. Hey, Max. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, no, you should come down. Okay. Oh, it's been a long time. <laughs> oh, no, we can talk about that in person. <gasps> Nobody. It's fine. What is that? Yeah. Thanks, TV. That was a waste of my time. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? My moment is also a uh, Max and Sandy <laughs> moment. And it might be the one where they're actually meeting. And, they're, and they, in a bunch of vague terms, are like, I need to find Rebecca. And then there's like it's like a dramatic moment, and then two lines ever just like I need to I need to see my daughter. It's like okay, so I don't know why you made that so aggressive. We haven't seen her since the accident. Dun dun dun. Well, Sandy, if anyone can find her, you can. She was the love of your life. No, no, he, no you were. He says the love that, of her life. Yeah, and then Kirsten says that he was the love of her life. That's right. Because Kirsten is having some real issues with this. Well, and he wasn't supposed to marry Kirsten. He was supposed to marry a nice Jewish girl, but then he married Kirsten instead. That's like Kirsten wasn't supposed to marry Sandy. She was supposed to marry Jimmy Cooper. Exactly. They both did what <laughs> they weren't supposed to do. The difference is that Sandy was super chill about it, even when Jimmy was like, hey, I kiss your wife, and he's like, I understand. She's hot. Your life is hard, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Don't do it again, but I understand. Would you like to start a business together? Do you want to kiss me? I mean, I'm here. You can do this. I hate Julie. <laughs> I hate her. I'll kiss you. I'll kiss you just to get back at Julie, I swear to... I mean, yeah, he would. <laughs> he let's would. Be clear. Let's be clear. Sandy 
hates Julie so much. He would kiss Caleb he would, if he knew it would upset Julie. He would kiss Caleb at like a Newport group cotillion. <laughs> hey, Julie, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> the launch of her magazine. <laughs> it's just Sandy kissing Caleb, kissing Jimmy. Yeah, kiss Caleb. He kisses Caleb. He kisses Jimmy. He does not kiss Marissa because nope, that's be creepy. Bad. That'd be bad. He reminds Julie that Caitlin exists. Which of he course... brings Caitlin to the event. <laughs> he buys her a dress. The hey, one thing Julie cannot do. Hey, Julie, that's quite a nice photo of your family. Aren't you forgetting someone? Your Kait- other daughter? Caitlin has suddenly grown like two feet. <laughs> has so many muscles. <laughs> From the boy fight clubs. From the boy fight clubs. I know I'm in the boy fight clubs. I fight all the boys. And I win. <laughs> I am Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just snaps a table in half. And everyone's very impressed. And there's just polite golf claps. And then she's on the next issue of Newport Living. <laughs> it's her, yeah, it's just her, like, lifting up the rest of the family. <laughs> Newport's favorite daughter is back. <laughs> what will Caitlin Cooper do next? <laughs> what unitard is she wearing to her next sport event? Check here to find out. Uh, Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin. You're saying she returns eventually. She does so. return eventually. I guess I'm excited to see that. Do you want to know what actress plays her? It's someone you might know. Uh, I know the young version of her. The less young version of her is Willa Holland. You would know such from such TV shows as Gossip Girl and Arrow. I would not know her then. She plays Arrow's sister. I would not know her then. You've watched it! Yeah, you I know. You told but me I... how dour it was with the salmon ladder. Yeah, yes, yes, I... But in my moments of describing Arrow to you, what made you think that I, I actually held anything onto that show? The only thing I got from that show is how much, how many times Steve Amell does the salmon <laughs> ladder so we can see all the scars on his back. Uh, and the amount of times he's like, things are different on the island. I'm trying so hard to watch it to where it gets good. And then they flash back to his time on the island. It's not good yet, Kevin. Why isn't it good yet? You don't understand what happened on the island. I don't care about the island. Please just fight some supervillains. And also, I would like that guy who's on prison break to come and guest star because he speaks weirdly and I like it. He's, he's like um, Captain Cold, isn't he? Yeah, I love him. Yeah. He talks real weird. It's very good. He's so sexy. His oh, vocal patterns. I want to give a quick thought here on like the like, the process of writing things, uh, which is a weird thing to do right here. Um, if you're going to have your show be have a thing where it's like here's the past and the present and they're sort of intertwining, uh, know what happens on in the past before you start writing your show. Don't keep saying the island. Yeah, and don't keep on adding things like, oh no, there's new stuff on the. I haven't told you everything about it. Here's some new things. I was there for five years, and I only tell selective history but actually it was 10 years because of a time dilation or something weird like that i don't think it actually happens in the show but it could the island or else you get or else you get the lost situation where the where the show ends and they're just like oh we're just trying to so we all they did was at was put out questions without knowing what the answers were and then they were just like purgatory well the one was, that's that's jj abram's problem is that he loves his mystery boxes where he's like the point and how awesome it is that you don't know what's in the box but like, someone needs to know what's in yeah, the box. Someone needs to know what's in the box. Because if you just open the box and it's like, oh man, it's just poo. It's a poo box. Also, 
your actors need to know what's up. It's hard to be a good actor if you don't know what the end of the story is. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. It turns out on that island, you were actually replaced with an exact duplicate. What? What? <laughs> oh, <sighs> Okay, I guess that makes no sense when you look at it in context, but all right. Sure, we're doing it. <laughs> the island. The island. That was, so... a, that was not uh, the OC <laughs> we talked about at the end there, but that's CW, so. You know what? We'll talk to you about The Flash. Which we also didn't just talk about. Nope, but we'll, but we'll talk to you about The Flash and The Arrow and sometimes OC if you want it. Or Riverdale. Or Riverdale. They keep tweeting stuff. Lily Reinhardt, I saw as we were recording, is very happy because her hotel has blackout curtains. Ooh. So she can sleep whenever she wants. Ooh. Ooh. Which is very important because Riverdale does shoot at night a lot. A lot. A lot of night scenes. So talk to us about these things on the social media, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, both Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, or send us an email at Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at gmail.com and don't forget to tell your friends and tell your family and tell everybody about podcast moa that's us that's us we have so many opinions about so many teen tv shows and we need so many people to know about them please talk to me about these very old superhero shows i'm very behind the times and no one wants to talk to me about arrow because they all watched it six years ago What will we learn about the Sandy and Rebecca backstory? Will Seth ever be the hero of his own comic? Will Caleb ever be a good dad to any of his daughters? Like any of them? A single one? Any? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Osiris and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 